Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Maybe a sprinkle by early afternoon. We're well above freezing, 36 to 42 degrees for your Friday morning plans. For the afternoon, 45 to 49 degrees. And for your Friday evening plans out, our temperatures will be in the lower 40s, but it is going to be dry. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we're at 45 Hyattsville, 43 Herndon, 47 Foggy Bottom, 44 and Holding in our nation's capital at 159. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Friday morning. Welcome in. It's February 2nd, 2024. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up this early 2 a.m. hour, police are investigating after an officer shot and killed a man locally in Prince George's County. A small plane crashes into a mobile home park in Clearwater, Florida. Several people were injured. Called racial slurs at their home, their landlord did nothing. I'm Scott Gelman. It was a day of gains on Wall Street. Good morning. Welcome in 2 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. A monster Pacific storm has brought a fire hose of rain to parts of California. CBS's Carter Evans says it's wet and wild. I've been living here for like three years and I've never seen it like this. In L.A., winds gusting up to 45 miles per hour downed trees. And torrential downpours made for a dangerous morning commute. The storm slammed northern California first, knocking down trees and flooding streets, along with nearby vineyards where up to three inches of rain fell. Another stronger storm is predicted for Sunday. Multiple deaths have been reported in the crash of a small plane in Florida. Clearwater, Florida fire officials say a single-engine aircraft crashed into the Bayside Estates mobile home park, sparking a fire. Clearwater Fire and Rescue Department Chief Scott Ellers. The crews did a phenomenal job in getting the fire knocked down very quickly, and... Um, it ensued several structures. The Federal Aviation Administration says the pilot reported an engine failure. Jennifer Kuyper, CBS News. There's new research out that may explain why women are more likely than men to get autoimmune diseases like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. The research from Stanford University finds females' extra X chromosome may be the reason because a protein complex that's designed to deactivate one of those X chromosomes could be a target for the diseases. It's published in the journal Cell. CBS's Wendy Gillette. Hundreds of reporters, photographers, other staffers at a big newspaper in the Midwest are on a 24-hour strike to protest years of what they call slow-walked contract negotiations and to demand fair wages. More from WBBM radio reporter Mallory Vorbroker. For the first time in the newspaper's history, Chicago Tribune workers went on strike in a dispute over contract negotiations with its hedge fund owner, Alden Global Capital. We're looking for a fair wage that has a good minimum for our workers. Tribune investigative reporter Gregory Pratt says the union has been fighting with their owners for a fair contract for five years. In Detroit, President Biden spoke to members of the United Auto Workers Union, which endorsed him for re-election last week. We now have, in large part because of you and organized labor, the strongest economy in the whole damn world. Satellite photos show there's been new demolition along a one-kilometer deep path on the Gaza Strip's border with Israel. Independent analysts and an Associated Press assessment suggests Israel may be moving forward with the buffer zone it has said it intends to uh, to create, despite warnings from the U.S. not to occupy land in the Gaza Strip.
This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. WTOP at 203. Friday morning. Welcome in to WTOP. Mostly cloudy, chilly, 37 to 42 for the low. We're at 44 in Washington right now. Friday morning. Thanks for taking us along for your 2 a.m. hour ride. Topping the stories we're following locally for you this morning. A Prince George's County officer shot and killed a man in Suitland. Happened last night, Thursday evening. Police say officers were called at the time to an apartment complex on Suitland Road around 5.30 last evening for the report of someone breaking and entering. When they arrived on scene, they said they entered the apartment and got into a verbal exchange with the man. Prince George's County Police Chief Malik Aziz says... At some point, the officer shot the suspect. That adult male sustained fatal injuries, and the officer uh, rendered aid but was unable uh, to uh, revive that suspect uh, who he had encountered. A gun was recovered at the location. The officer said not to have been injured during the encounter. Now the Maryland Attorney General's Independent Investigations Division is investigating this case. Meanwhile, we have big news from Ashburn. The Washington Commanders have found their new head coach apparently this week, and he has ties to one of Washington's most bitter rivals. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn will now be the next man in charge of the Commanders. WTOP Commanders beat reporter our old George Wallace explains Friday morning what Quinn needs to do, he thinks, right out of the gate. First thing you have to do is hire an offensive coordinator. You have to put together your staff, more importantly, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, because we've been saying all day the team has the number two overall pick, and I would, you know, 95% say they're going to go with a quarterback. I want to say for certain, but it's one of those positions that you need to have locked up and be very strong with because especially since he is a defensive-oriented coach. But again, he's a head coach. He's not running the offense, not running the defense. He is a leader of this football team, and who you hire on your staff is now very, very important. So how do Commanders fans feel this morning about this decision? Yeah, this is the worst decision ever. Here at Tommy Joe's, Johnny Wilson says he's done his research. No head coach has ever had more second-half losses than this guy that we're picking from Dallas. And when it comes to the team, we need we need new, young, we got to stop hiring awful people who just <laughs> have no idea about football. <laughs> Carson Schneider says this feels eerily familiar. I assume that it's going to be the same as always, where... Everybody in town is going to get disappointed just the same. It's probably going to be another rough three or four years until they make some dumb change again. Another new coach. In Bethesda, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 206. Management in a D.C. apartment building did nothing, apparently, when two black women reported they were harassed by a white man who lived in that same building. That is according to a new lawsuit filed by the D.C. Attorney General's office recently. It happened at Waterside Towers in southwest D.C. Alicia Lendon says the D.C. Attorney General is suing UDR, which manages the building. UDR took no action to protect these women from the persistent harassment that was happening in the building. In one instance, the lawsuit says the man made a gun with his hand and pointed it at one of the women. He almost hit the other woman when she was in a crosswalk and then yelled racial slurs and spit in her face in July of 2020. The worst words and the worst epithets that you can think of were hurled at both of these women. The women reported the behavior to the company, but the lawsuit says that nothing changed. Last year, the man was convicted of a hate crime. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. 
Transportation on WTOP. Is DO, uh, that is, is DC about to step in to save Metro? DC's Mayor Muriel Bowser writes in a letter this week to Metro's board the district can provide up to $200 million in additional funding to help close Metro's big $750 million budget gap. Bowser says along with the proposed contributions from Maryland and Virginia, the money should be enough to let Metro avoid drastic service cuts. But she says Metro must do its part, including reviewing its staffing levels and cutting the costs. The letter was co-signed by D.C. Chair Phil Mendelson and Council Members Charles Allen, who heads the Council's Transportation Committee. WTOP at 207. For Mervis Diamond Importers, this is Ronnie Mervis. Our success is built on radio, and for that... We thank WTOP for providing a stable platform. We're fortunate to have TOP as our lead radio partner for over 20 years. When it comes to reaching decision makers and the influential people who make up the fabric of Washington, nobody performs like WTOP. That's why we partner so well. Mervis advertising campaigns rely on three essential elements, true product benefits, a sincere message, and effective communication. Mervis takes care of the first two, phenomenal diamonds, and a credible explanation why we can offer such amazing deals. WTOP provides the third, the widest communication. That's why we select WTOP as our valued partner. They have the greatest reach and can be trusted. For news, for traffic, for weather. Washington knows it. If your business could use advertising help, call WTOP. And if your love could use diamonds, call me, Ronnie Mervis, at 800-HER-LOVE. Or go online to MervisDiamond.com. Good Friday morning. It is February 2nd, 2024. Welcome into WTOP. Time now is 2.08. Glad you're with us. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. I think your mother on the 8th, and when it breaks, good morning to Ken Berger with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Good morning, everyone. The accident was called out by Prince George's County Police on the Beltway Interloop right before Branch Avenue, but they're looking for it, not seeing any lane closures, and certainly no delays past this accident scene. But just be aware of a possible lane closure as you make your way around. Other, the only other lane closure in Maryland on the Beltway is on the Outloop at Pennsylvania Avenue, where the right lane is blocked. There are a couple of lane closures on the Beltway in Virginia, including on the Outloop after the American Legion Bridge. Maintenance work blocks the right lane. The Outloop Express lanes between the north entrance and the south entrance watch for mobile alternating closures between McLean heading into Springfield. The closures along the far left side for roadside maintenance operations. Only one remaining work zone on northbound 95 in Virginia. It's at Dale Boulevard for ongoing bridge replacement work with the left lane center lane closed. A couple of other work zones up and down the 95 corridor in Virginia have cleared. Road work continues at the Theodore Roosevelt Bridge on 66. Watch out for maintenance operations blocking a lane in either direction. Then westbound or eastbound 66 west of US 29 in Arlington. Right lane and right shoulder closed because of maintenance. Westbound 66 west of the Beltway. Road widening operations. The right lane and the right shoulder are closed. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai, Ionic, or Toyota BZ4X at fitzmall.com. That's the Fitzway. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Some stray showers possible this early Friday morning. Temperatures will be between 36 and about 42 degrees. Your shower chance will last until really mid to late morning. Otherwise, just a sprinkle or two for the early afternoon. Skies will clear gradually throughout the day with highs just shy of 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate.
Money News at 10 and 40 on WTOP. Placement firm Challenger Gray and Christmas says U.S. companies announced 82,000 layoffs last month, more than double December. Zoom is cutting 2% of its workforce. Yankee Candles eliminating hundreds of jobs. The National Retail Federation says the average Valentine's Day budget is $185, led by flowers, dinner out, and jewelry. The Dow rallied 370 points Thursday. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ gained one and a quarter percent. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. You're with WTOP, Dean Lane. How many times will you risk that dangerous climb in and out of the bathtub this new year? It's a smart resolution to convert that unsafe, ugly old bathtub to a gorgeous new shower. The shower system from PJ Fitzpatrick features a low, low entry that means no more tub hopping for 2024. A PJ Fitzpatrick shower is luxurious, affordable, and it all installs in just one day. Plus, PJ Fitzpatrick will include a free designer safety package this month. Visit TrustPJ.com for your free design consultation. My name is Shauna Gray. I am a mother and I am a native Washingtonian. My husband is working and I am taking care of special needs children, which is a task. (laughs) I've always gone to the food bank to make ends meet. Me and my husband, sometimes we won't eat just to make sure that they have an extra meal in their mouths because I want them to do the things that they dream of. One in three of our DMV neighbors faces hunger. Hear their stories at hungerishere.org. Brought to you by the Capital Area Food Bank. If you're new to WTOP, welcome. This is where you'll hear news that impacts you. We are hearing about an incident in Bethesda. A storm system is moving across northern Virginia. Two crashes on I-270 with two lanes blocked. Here's the latest expert advice on college admissions. A new drug for Alzheimer's is offering new hope. If you've been relying on WTOP News for years, thank you for being a loyal listener. WTOP News. Facts matter. I heard it on WTOP. This is WTOP News. This morning we're following the latest, of course, of the crisis in the Middle East, bringing you up to date here at WTOP Friday morning. President Joe Biden has this week signed an executive order that lets the U.S. impose new sanctions on Israeli settlers and potentially Israeli politicians and government leaders involved in violent attacks against Palestinians. In some cases, the attacks have been deadly. This morning, Axios World Editor... Lauren Whitney Gottbrath explains the meaning and timing of this decision by the White House. In terms of this particular executive order, we know that it was weeks in the making. This issue of settler violence against Palestinians in the occupied West Bank has been something that Biden has continued to bring up with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu during phone calls. And it did reach sort of unprecedented levels, particularly at the end of last year. And that being said, this is sort of an unprecedented order uh, in the fact that this is one of the strongest measures that a U.S. administration has taken, particularly particularly on this issue and and against Israelis surrounding violence against Palestinians. So in that sense, it can go without saying that it came on the day that President Biden traveled to Michigan, where we know there's the country's largest Arab American and Muslim populations, who are many of whom are extremely outraged at the president's policy on the war. So while that might indeed be a coincidence, um, you know, it is worth noting that 
uh, this order did come uh, on the day that he made that visit. A very uh, astute observation on your part, as always. What does this do to the Biden-Netanyahu relationship or the U.S.-Israeli relationship? I continue to uh, struggle to fully understand the push and pull and whether they're allies or enemies. I, I guess it depends on the day and how uh, how tense these uh, these arguments get. Yeah, and, and you know, something that we know, my colleague Brock Ravid has been told by multiple U.S. officials that there is increasing frustration on the part of not just the administration, but President Biden in particular over the continued effort of Israel's war, particularly as the civilian death toll continues to go up in Gaza. You know, I, I think the administration is quite angry that some of the things that they are pushing Israel is rejecting. Um, so that frustration continues to build. And, you know, I do think this executive order is also a sign of that. Another related topic here, satellite photos are showing new demolition along a half-mile deep path on the Gaza Strip's border with Israel. The destruction is coming as Israel has said it wants to set up a buffer zone there, further tearing away at land claimed by the Palestinians. And, of course, this again is being done over international objections. Uh, can we add the buffer zone to this list of disagreements between the U.S. and Israel and, and perhaps uh, more immediately here? What does the buffer zone represent or what, what could it lead to? In terms of the administration being against this buffer zone, that's exactly right. They've been against it since sort of Plans began to emerge in, in media that this was being planned by the Israeli military. And again, yesterday, the State Department reiterated that they are against this buffer zone. In terms of what it means, it means a number of things. For Palestinians, it means more loss of land in southern Gaza. This land that they're planning, or it appears that they're planning to use as a buffer zone, is farmland that's very important to the Gaza economy once this war would be over. To the north, it, residential homes that are being demolished, many of them already partially destroyed from the war itself. So that it will have an extreme effect on uh, Palestinians even long after this war is over. In terms of what the Israelis are saying, as they say it's necessary, it may be temporary, although, you know, they've said these things before and, and they've largely been permanent, but uh, they say it's necessary to prevent another attack like October 7th on uh, Israeli communities that are along the Israel-Gaza border. That's Axios World Editor Lauren Whitney Gottbreath on WTOP speaking with our Dimitri Sovich. Quick look at the top stories early Friday morning. We're following for you on WTOP. The Washington Commanders land Dan Quinn as their brand-new head coach. He comes here from the Dallas Cowboys, where he was the defensive coordinator. An investigation underway locally in Prince George's County after an officer shot a man following a call for a burglary. And the U.S. is preparing what the Pentagon calls a multi-tiered response to the deadly drone strike that took place in U.S. military base in Jordan last weekend. We'll have more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5. FM and WTOP.com. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. When traffic takes a turn for the worse, you'll hear about it first on WTOP. Northbound 95 has been shut down in Maryland. Traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. I heard it on WTOP. WTOP News. Facts matter. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. 
Watch out for the broken down tractor trailer. It's on 66. That's on the eastbound ramp to Virginia 123. That ramp narrows. You can get by, but you notice the activity with the tractor trailer and the responding units on eastbound 66 at the Roosevelt Bridge. Actually, both directions of the Roosevelt Bridge. Watch out for ongoing uh, maintenance operations with a lane closed on both directions. Then eastbound 66 between the Dulles Toll Road and U.S. 29 and Falls Church. Maintenance operations, the right center lane, right lane, and right shorter are all mobile alternating closures westbound 66 west of the beltway construction activity in the terms in the form of road widening work right lane and right shoulder blocked then westbound 66 in the express lanes after us 50 in fairfax right lane closed westbound 66 east of business 234 sudley road in manassas more maintenance operations blocking the right lane and then sudley road as a mobile closure of the left lane on the southbound side uh, just after 66 eastbound 66 the express lanes near Virginia 28 in Centerville. You find the right lane closed because of road work. We had some road work going on up and down the 95 corridor in Virginia. The one remaining work zone was northbound at Dale Boulevard Bridge replacement operations. Just got word that that road work has cleared. So now there are no reported work zones either side of 95 in Virginia between Springfield and Fredericksburg. There is the ongoing work zone either direction of 395 between Seminary Road and Duke Street. Right lane, right shoulder, mobile alternating closures. I'm Ken Burke. WTOP traffic. A few spotty showers very early this Friday morning. Otherwise, as the morning unfolds and as we get into the afternoon, just a sprinkle or two possible around the area. We've got 36 to 42 degrees for your morning hours. Meanwhile, the afternoon, just shy of 50 degrees. Again, a few showers possible early with slow clearing and turning breezy. Saturday and Sunday, beautiful. We're just shy of 50 degrees for Saturday afternoon. Sunday in the lower 50s, both days. Now we're tracking sunshine. No major weather maker coming our way for the next several days. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Working on a You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Patients and oncologists have a new tool to try to stay ahead of cancer. I'm Neil Augenstein. Stay up to date with WTOP News and 7 News First Alert Weather. Hi, I'm Patricia Farrick, president of FVC Bank. With me today is Dr. Christopher Good, spine surgeon, president, and CEO of the Virginia Spine Institute in Reston, Virginia. At the Virginia Spine Institute, we pride ourselves on building personal relationships with our patients. And as a business owner, I need the same type of care from my bank. I have moved our banking to FVC Bank because of their dedication to crafting personalized financial plans that suit our needs. Visit FVCBank.com. Member FDIC. It's a time of tremendous uncertainty for everyone, but some things haven't changed. Stomach cancer is still a leading cause of cancer death worldwide. More than one million people will be diagnosed this year alone, and it's vital to know your risks and learn ways to prevent it. It's also critical for cancer patients to protect themselves from all viruses. No Stomach for Cancer encourages you to listen to medical experts to understand your risks. Find out more about COVID-19 at cancer.gov and learn more about your risks for stomach cancer at nostomachforcancer.org. 6 a.m. Breaking news from Alexandria. 3.15 p.m. An update now on a story we've been following all day. 6.17 p.m. New information just coming in. WTOP doesn't just report breaking news and move on. We stay with the story. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. This is WTOP News. 
On the medical page Friday morning here on WTOP, most of the recent improvements in treating cancer have come after successful clinical trials. This Friday morning, one cancer expert says researchers have also learned when something doesn't work as hoped. One recent trial was of early stage colon cancer patients who'd already had surgery. They were felt to be low risk and they didn't need chemo. Julie Graylow is the chief medical officer with the American Society of Clinical Oncology. She says they got a liquid biopsy. As a tumor grows, pieces can break off and circulate in the bloodstream and spread to other parts of the body. That's called circulating tumor DNA or CT DNA. If they started seeing circulating tumor DNA, then they would start chemo. But she says the trial was stopped early because chemo that was started at that point didn't help. She says better treatments are needed. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. How much is that dog in the window? You know, treating patients who may want to stab, claw, or bite you is just one of the challenges that come with veterinary medicine. Next month, high school students locally can attend an online workshop and hear directly from vets in the field about some of the rewards. Dr. Sarah Sirica, a veterinarian at D.C.'s City Wildlife, remembers her first encounter with squeamishness. There can be a little bit of a shock factor or, you know, like, oh, I didn't know bodies could do that. Now as a vet who's treated everything from pets to possums and eagles, she'll be sharing her experiences with high school students at a virtual workshop next month. Debbie Duell, education director at the Humane Rescue Alliance, explains the students will get lots of practical information. You know, what courses to take? Do you have to have physics? Um, when do you take chemistry? And what does the future of the field look like? Students can register for the online webinar, which will be held March 9th. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. And we're hearing this week from residents locally concerned about the plans of developers of the old Prince George's Hospital Center. The new development is supposed to bring lots of new housing, but also new retail and restaurants that doesn't exist and which residents crave. Caroline Kenny with Urban Atlantic says plans to connect the property with two streets that currently dead end in Chevrolet are needed to make that happen. In order to say to a retailer, hey, you're going to benefit from those 3,600 households, we have got to have connections directly into the into the towns. Her group wants to open up Lockwood Road and Inwood Street to do that. Several residents pushed back at another meeting this week. There's no um, value to it. It seems um, to me the benefit is all for the new development. Though they do want pedestrian and cyclist access, another survey of Chevrolet residents is underway to get more feedback. John Dome in WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 25 and 55. The commanders reportedly filling the NFL's last head coaching vacancy with Dan Quinn. So now it's just a matter of his staff. The now former Cowboys defensive coordinator and ex-Falcons head coach is reportedly bringing highly regarded assistant Joe Witt Jr. to be his defensive coordinator. He was with him in Dallas and Atlanta. And ESPN is reporting UCLA coach Chip Kelly is a potential candidate for offensive coordinator. A move that would further inflame fans who feel like Quinn's ire is basically Ron Rivera 2.0, but in the D.C. Sports Huddle, Dave Preston points out. Quinn had three years as a defensive coordinator after he was relieved of his duties in Atlanta, whereas Rivera was still on the treadmill and didn't even have time to breathe or self-evaluate. We've talked about how 
Quinn has self-evaluated his time, what went well, what did not. He's had three years to think about that. Mm. How would I do what I did in 2015 differently? Ron Rivera was like, all right, let's just try to do things better. The full episode of the D.C. Sports Huddle is on WTOP.com or wherever you get